Hello, my friend, and welcome to today's episode on accountability and PCOS. I think this is 104th episode. And today we are going to talk about internal accountability and external accountability, both in PCOS when it comes to weight loss or eating healthy. Now, this is like one of the most important strategy which most weight loss coaches use like maybe an exercise coach maybe a diet coach maybe a maybe a mindset coach they are all themselves becoming an accountability partner somehow to help you out um lose weight right and we're gonna like dig in deeper and i'm going to give you some tips of how you can integrate an internal accountability on your end so that you can do this work faster and um, like coming back to like what's happening in my life I have been enjoying the weather in UAE it's almost we are approaching December it's like 30th November today last day of November 2023 and um, generally our winter start in November but uh, <laughs> just didn't feel so cold yet like I, I previously I used to live in apartments and like buildings so we would um, be higher above from the ground near the ocean. So we would feel very cold when the winter starts. At least I would. But now I live in a house like a villa, which is on the ground floor and it's away from the sea. So I still don't feel it. I still feel very hot at night as well. So I'm sort of like, like a bit confused about what's happening with the weather. But Overall, I get to I get to see the trees out of my house, which is amazing, especially since we live in the concrete jungle of UAE. Uh, I live in Abu Dhabi and the winters here are uh, unbelievably beautiful. It turns uh, into UK completely like it, it is beautiful with the blue ocean. It's just amazing. So if you have never visited here, please come. If ever you come to Dubai, you have to come and visit Abu Dhabi. This is really beautiful. Once you come here, you sort of fall in love with the place. All right. So let's talk about accountability. Now, do you ever wish that there was someone who was always watching over you in your journey to reverse your PCOS? Did you wish you had someone who could hold your hand every day, just like how your teachers and your parents did when you were studying in school? Did you wish you had a loving person who could forgive you every time you ate something unhealthy when you knew you should be eating healthy? I want to offer you that you can always have this one person who will monitor every meal you eat, every lick and bite you take in between meals. There is a person who can check over you every day of how you're eating every meal. They can ask you why you eat the way you eat and check if you are escaping any negative emotion. They can do a quick check if the way you eat is serving you in the long run. They can help you decide how you wish to eat knowing where you are right now. They can also help you reason with your current wishes with respect to your dream body. Now, this person who we think is this magical person who can actually help us get to our goals, to our dreams, is someone outside. Like, yeah, coaches do that. But 
there is this coach in you as well. This person is you, or rather it's part of you. Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor was a famous or is a famous neuroscientist who offers four concepts, uh, who offers concepts of four characters of our brain. She calls, uh, she has written a book called Whole Brain Living. So she is a neuroscientist who, I mean, her TED Talk was like the most popular one on TED Talks, like before they started. And I remember my journey with understanding the mind started with her talk. So I was once just like browsing on YouTube um, many, many years back before I came to Abu Dhabi. I had just finished my master's uh, uh, and I was like waiting for my patients to come in my clinic. I had nothing to do. I finished studying everything, finished getting all the certifications, just waiting for patients. And I came across Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor and uh, her TED talk of um, insight from her stroke I think that's her book but she's a neuroscientist who had a stroke imagine someone who's an expert of brain a neuroanatomist and a neuroscientist who herself had a stroke a hemorrhage or something went wrong with her brain and she suddenly started seeing she going through it so she had a stroke in the left parietal lobe, which is the left upper higher brain. There was a bleeding in there and that spread to her lower emotional brain, the left emotional brain as well. And it took her almost eight years to recover that part of the brain. So when that part of her brain shut down, like, first of all, she went into that paralysis and all of that. Like, I don't know the details of what happened, but you should definitely check her out if that interests you. She was wholly in her right brain, the right higher brain and the right emotional brain. And so she used to play only from that place. And eventually after eight years, her left brain function recovered and she realized that she still wanted to be in her right brain, like even when her left brain was fully recovered. So that shows us that these four parts of our brain are really available for us even now. Like our left brain is very powerful that way. So it doesn't let the right brain come off because we have practiced it that way. The conditioning is that way. The socialization is that way. Schools ensure, schools, colleges, job ensure we use our left brain. So we have four parts of our brain or four characters of our brain. There is a left thinking character. There is a right thinking character. There is a left emotional character and a right emotional character. So the left thinking character is the one who thinks logically, who is analytical, who judges, who is structured. This is our conscious brain, our left thinking brain or the left prefrontal cortex. I like to call it my Monica. You know, Monica from Friends, she's like such a anal about everything. She wants everything the way. So I like to call her my Monica. Then the right thinking brain is the one who thinks holistically, who's compassionate, who's flexible, who believes in possibilities, is open. And this is our unconscious brain. So this part of our brain is like the one who believes in God, the one who believes in all that is like spirituality, loving, compassion. It's all available here. So when you are loving someone, your pet or your kids, or anything that you love, which 
generates a feeling of love, it's coming from this area. Then there is a left emotional character. This character is very rigid, it's cautious, it's fear-based, it doubts, it bullies, it feels entitled, it manipulates, it's selfish, it's critical, it does the black and white thinking. Again, this part is very active, just like left thinking, my Monica, there is my left uh, emotional brain, which is my husband, Pritesh. <laughs> He will always activate that part of my brain because he's always in like, did you check this? Did you check that? And you know what? He, he will go to the worst case scenario. So that is my list. And I, she actually offers us to like, if you read a book, she says that, you know, label your characters. <laughs> so there is my husband who's my left emotional character. Then there is a right emotional character who is expansive, who takes risks, who's fearless, who's friendly who loves unconditionally, who trusts, who supports, is grateful, is creative, and is sharing. And that's my Mia, my daughter. So like all the excitement, the playfulness, the curiosity, the quick tantrum and quick I want this, I quick I want that, like that all comes from the right emotional brain. So I've still not labeled my right higher brain because I've never met anyone like that. Um, and I like to call it my coaches but then I, I still don't think I know someone who loves that unconditionally I just don't know like I feel that kind of love for my daughter so maybe that's me as a mother but I still have these other parts active anyway these are the four parts of our human brain and we are mainly in that left thinking and left emotional part because of our socialization especially when it comes to our eating as well we are aware of what is healthy, what is not, thanks to our left thinking brain. But in the moment, that left emotional brain kicks in and has a variety of reasons, millions of reasons why we should eat the way we always eat. So even when you know that, okay, bread is not healthy, especially if I want to lose weight. In the moment, your brain is going to say like, oh my God, I love bread. Maybe we'll start tomorrow. Or I'll just have this one time. Or, oh, that's all a conspiracy theory. Bread is okay. Nothing is wrong with it. All these theories will come. They are coming from your left emotional brain who wants you to do what you always do because that has worked. That system works. You're alive. That's all it cares about. But the left thinking brain, the higher one, is aware that bread has problems. I have read a lot about bread. There's something wrong with it, especially the white one. And especially when I overeat it, and especially when I have diabetes, that's not good because <laughs> that just spikes my sugar, right? Especially when I just have it without any protein or good fats, it's just going to spike up my sugar. So the left thinking brain knows all these things. But the left emotional will always keep on being active, especially if left thinking has not taken preemptive action of instructing the left emotional so are always 100% of the time you're going to eat what we always eat what always keeps us safe so we're just going to keep doing that as that's safe it has that left emotional brain is in charge of keeping us safe it has kept us alive until now and it doesn't really care about our long-term interest it just doesn't care it just cares about whether you're alive today that's it Luckily, our highest brain 
our thinking brain differentiates us from our animalistic thinking, which is the emotional brains. And we continue to have a desire to be healthy. And every time we don't eat healthy, it hurts. But it's all messed up right now. No one really taught us how to use all these four parts of the brain until now. Now you can check out her book, Whole Brain Living, if you wish to understand more of these four, four parts. But I offer you to start writing down every day what you eat. Then question, why did you eat that? This demands us to engage that love for us, that right thinking brain. And we can't judge ourselves. That's not allowed. <laughs> that needs to be an intentional effort, not judge ourselves. And find out why we eat that way. We won't respond. Instead, we would hide. We would eat some more unhealthy food to feel better. That won't work. So stop the judgment. It does not work. If you are saying, I'm weak, I don't have willpower, uh, something is wrong with me, all of that is not useful. Stop it as early as possible. And that's what we coach on. Most coaches, like most of my sessions, coaches will be telling me, oh, see how you're judging yourself. Like I have to constantly be reminded that I'm being very harsh to myself and I need to be nice to myself, especially if I want me to do things right so similarly when i'm coaching my clients i have to keep telling that to my client like why are you being so harsh to yourself just chill nothing has gone wrong don't think that you're gonna die because you're not so we have to engage our right thinking part of our brain and engage that compassion and forgiveness for ourselves and it's a lifelong journey because no one really taught that to us. We have this harsh critic in us and it's a primitive behavior, like it's hardwired in our genes somehow to be judging ourselves and that's how we have evolved. But unfortunately, we also have ways to not evolve and just like indulge in that bad feeling when we judge ourselves. And we do that with food, we do that with Netflix, we do that with um, social media, we do that with all sort of wrong things which don't really serve a purpose. So we need to hold that unconditional loving space for ourselves and find out why do we eat the way we eat? There is a reason. It can be, the reason can be that I was too tired or I just wanted to have something fun or I just need it. Those might be the sentences in your mind which make you do that. You can reason with your brain that you need rest when you're tired and not food. Or if you're searching for fun, you can find fun in other areas of your life and not in food. Food is fuel. Or when you need it so badly, you question yourself, why? What will happen if I don't get it? Right? Because you have enough source resources on you. You have enough fat on you. You can use that as energy. Why do I need it now? That's an addictive sentence, right? Like that's that's a sentence with an addict would use. Like I just want it now. That's how we treat our food. Like we have this food addiction. So you can do that. You can activate all these four parts of our brain by asking yourself these four questions. First one is, what did I eat? Like, after you have eaten, like, what did I eat? So write that down. And you can activate the left thinking in that, left thinking part. Next is, why did I eat that? You need to activate the right thinking, the compassionate one. Then you ask yourself, did I escape any emotion? And again, you are trying to 
inquire you're getting curious like did i escape any emotion did i try to like run away from some emotional problem which needs to be solved and then you ask yourself what will i eat tomorrow after you have sort of found the problem or sort of solved the problem then you ask yourself what will i eat tomorrow now you can commit to answering this question same time daily no matter what and see yourself getting healthier by engaging the curious and compassionate part of you now if that's too much of a stretch for you because that's exactly how you can activate your internal accountability partner in you with just these four questions every day 5 minutes same time right you can make that into a habit but if that is too much like you don't see yourself like i i offer you to set like if you are interested in doing this side of work and if you are listening to my podcast i'm sure you're interested i want you to write on calendar open your calendar if you don't have a calendar app download it on your phone <laughs> any sort of calendar app and two weeks from now put a reminder to check if you did it every day two weeks from now and it should pop out as an alarm and that will tell you like suppose today you listen to it and after two weeks say like 14th of december like today is 13 november 14th of december you're like it pops out did you do did you answer those four questions every day and if you have done it for like 4 5 days that's excellent and if you have done it for every day that's excellent too right but if you have not done even for one day if you have not done any of it for this two weeks then you need support because your brain is not going to let you do it anyway now if that that's exactly the kind of a person who needs an external accountability partner because the internal accountability partner is blocked many many layers of thoughts many many obstacles are there right so if it's too much of a stretch for you to do this exercise and you don't understand like you understand it in theory intellectually you understand it but you don't know how to apply it or you don't know why you're not doing the work please consider applying for my coaching program where i help you set your goals every week we come up with a strategy every week for your current coming upcoming week where you can where you can use me as your accountability partner to share your daily meals with me on messaging and also you can use me as that loving person who will hold that impeccable loving space for you when you fail at following your brain or following your plan because you are the only one who will do the work ultimately and i can support you by being right next to you in your river of misery so if you're interested i offer you to book yourself a clarity call right now there is no right time to do this work the time is now and all of you who did for like 4 5 days um and didn't do it for every day commit to it again and this time put a reminder every day and you can do this even now put a reminder every day in your calendar to pop out and remind your brain to answer those four questions and keep on at it because your brain is opening up slowly slowly towards this idea of gathering data and getting curious and then making the change if you want to make the change 
And if you have done this work every day after this podcast for two weeks, I really want you to not stop it. I want you to go at it until you get the results. All right, my friend, that's it for today. I will see you next time. Bye-bye.